It's show 16 of the RimPro Report. This week, Corey Fitzy of Sherlock Records Management and some industry news. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Tom Adams. Hey, 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 it's a uh, beautiful day, and I'm glad you're here on the Rim Pro Report. I hope you're doing well, and uh, I'm glad that you made it back to uh, show 16. I'm William Wallace. Oh. Oh. And the rest of you will be spared. Go back to England and tell them there that Scotland's daughters and her sons are yours no more. Okay. Tell them Scotland is free. <laughs> Scotland is free. All right. Well, it looks like William Wallace is marauding around the studio today. It's crazy in here. The horses, the swords, uh, the uh, the uh, wild uh, Scottish men in kilts. Yes. Um, well, yeah, but let's get the show moving. For a war. <laughs> okay, we're we're not quite ready for the war. Enough already, Wallace. I don't want war. I want to do this show. This is not Braveheart. Well, this week a story that should leave you all believing that building your business is truly possible. Corey Fitzy of Sherlock Records Management is on the show a little later. I can't wait to chat with him. Uh, I I can't wait for you to meet Corey. Corey is just such a cool person that uh, it's going to be great to talk with him. And I'm going to share some news with you in a few minutes as well. So, hey, it's Thanksgiving in Canada this weekend, uh, Monday to be sure. I, I know that doesn't always align with the Thursday orientation here in uh, the U.S., but uh, so to all us Canadians in the industry, have a happy Thanksgiving weekend. Speaking of which, Halloween is coming. It's coming quickly, actually. And most of us, I think, don't use this day to our full advantage. In the next few weeks, I encourage you to start using Halloween as an opportunity to do some marketing that is related to Halloween. It's such a good time to do it. It it allows you, especially in our industry, to to get out and make connections. Here, Here are some examples for you. What if you started saying in the next few weeks to your prospects scary things that could happen to your data when the goblins get into it? It's a great setup and a great lead into data protection services. Uh, How about this one? Frightened by the new compliance laws? Yeah, well, again, I think a lot of our prospects out there don't quite know what to do all the compliance issues that are hitting them, and you can help them. Uh, How about this one? Is your file room a haunted house? See, Halloween and so many of uh, of the ongoing days that we get involved in through the year can be great opportunities to market. Uh, So you need to be marketing this month with some kind of Halloween theme. Make it orange and black. Do something. It works. A few years ago, I did a direct mail piece right near Halloween. Went out in a large orange envelope. In the envelope was a letter from the Count, Count Dracula. 
And, you know, the count from Sesame Street, a one, a two, a three. And the caption was, your records management website is scary. And uh, it got results. It works. Connecting with the calendar is a great way to connect to the things that people are, are already talking about. And it helps you to not be boring in the process. You're right. You look a wee bit shaky. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a little shaky, but yeah, Mr. Wallace, you keep jumping around the studio here uh, with that knife or that sword, I guess you'd call it. Remember on, um, what was that Australian guy? That's not a knife. This is a knife. And I think I did that in a in a Scottish accent that bordered on Mrs. Doubtfire. But yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get ourselves over to the news. I think it's time to listen to the news. Well, it's been an interesting uh, little while. Uh, this is a big one. Excel Storage Products closes its doors. This is um, this is this is sad because several hundred employees are out of work. Uh, at least several hundred in the the uh, Pennsylvania headquarters, but as well as the um, the facilities in California and I Ohio and in Naperville, Illinois. So their plants closed September 17th after management of the parent company, the private equity firm Excel Capital Partners, decided not to provide a cash infusion to the company. Like Excel Storage Product owed more than $14 million to Huntington National Bank, its primary lender. My sincere hope is that in this, none of you have been uh, dramatically or drastically affected by that. It's a it's a significant blow to a whole lot of people, and I suspect a whole lot of uh, connections to that industry or to them in the industry have, have transpired. Hey, Iron Mountain had an investor day in New York uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I wasn't invited. I, I know I should have been, but I wasn't there, so not exactly sure what officially transpired. But here are some of the highlights that emerged from the day. Iron is placing high priority on share buybacks uh, in the next year or so to return cash to shareholders. Uh, they've got $200 million worth of shares they want to buy. That's about 5% of the outstanding shares. Uh, they tend to be for- forecasting internal revenue growth to be on the low end of their 2010 projections. And they're also suggesting that revenue reacceleration will not likely occur at Iron until late 2011. The other thing we heard from Investor Day and are aware of in the marketplace right now is that Iron Mountain's focus is on increased sales to drive the top line revenue growth over the immediate term. So that's it's always interesting to watch what's happening there because it, it's a good indicator of some of the stuff going on in the marketplace. Hey, a shred ahead. I, these guys keep coming up. Um, John Chapman talked about this week about their new field office in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I think we talked about them last week again, opening another location in Florida. But this is their first new office in Tennessee. And it comes as a result of what uh, Chapman said was a, a brand new contract that they were awarded by a Nashville company. So just shred ahead is moving into another new location. Speaking of Nashville, Steve Richards on the cover of uh, Secure B- SBD magazine this uh, month. Good article, too, on Steve. Way to go, Steve. Steve has been a, uh, a multiple uh, guest on the RimPro report. Archive Systems, headquartered in Fairfield, New Jersey, announced that their company had achieved a new milestone in the number of records stored at its multiple record storage facilities. Looks right now that they're saying they've got over 4 million cubic feet of records 
under storage at all of their locations in New Jersey, Arizona, and Oregon. Hey, DuPont Business Archives recently opened a brand new record center in Bristol, Connecticut. This is a 36,000 square foot facility, 1.2 million cubic feet of capacity space, 40 feet high ceilings, and they've got expansion capabilities, 2.8 cubic million cubic feet. Apparently got a fireproof vault in there, 20,000 cubic foot fireproof vault. So congrats to Don DuPont and the team there on their new facility. Uh, diversified information technologies. You know, it's funny because there's companies in, in the industry that are, you know, powering away there. And they're, they're not necessarily making a big noise in other places. But, man, this diversified information technologies in Scranton is a big company. 18 locations in the U.S. and four international locations. They have 2,000 staff worldwide. Uh, this is a big organization. This week they um, promoted Steve Budahas uh, from VP of Talent to uh, Chief Operating Officer. And they've also added a new board member, Bill Groover of Goldman Sachs fame, who's currently a professor at Bucknell University. Hey, this is really interesting as well, and I, I think this is quite interesting. Portland Public Schools has just announced that they've implemented a Westbrook Technology Enterprise document management product, which is called Fortis, I think that's how you say it, to securely share, archive, and retrieve student documents. Uh, the Portland Public School System has approximately 47,000 students in 85 schools, and the school system is already realizing some pretty significant savings in time and money. Uh, in the initial project work, they actually started with the special ed department, and the school system reduced the turnaround time for retrieving special ed documentation from three hours to anywhere from three to four minutes. And I think we all understand the implications of that, but the the district uh, apparently is seeing increased productivity of about 85% measured in the time employees no longer wait to obtain documents before scheduling appointments. So um, Portland Public School System is a leading, you know, is an indicator of what continues to happen out there. Apparently, they were able to downsize their storage facility square footage. They had a 30,000 square foot facility, and they have now downsized that to uh, 15,000. So, so cut it in half. They reduced their 10 employees down to three. So they're, they're already showing what they consider a $50,000 in cost savings already off the top. So as we all know, the world is changing. It's our job to stay on top of it. Your prospects out there are looking for ways to improve their bottom lines, and we can help them with that. We want to help you to share your news. So let me know if things are going on. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to share it, your updates and what's happening in your world. That's it for the news. Well, there goes William Wallace. I I knew he'd go eventually. He uh, he went out with a bang, it appears. So that's it. Yeah, like I said, that's it for the news. I am thrilled, actually, today. I, I'm excited to have Corey Fitzy with us. And uh, Corey has gr- got a great story, a great startup story, a great story about uh, rim services and how he is uh, getting involved in this industry. And so I'm talking to him today. Corey, you there? 
I'm here. Hey, Corey, nice to talk to you. So tell me about your company, Sherlock Records Management, right? Tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Well, uh, I am a small startup uh, records management company where uh, primarily at this point we offer physical record storage and management. Um, and, you know, we'll be moving a little bit more towards uh, uh, selling uh, ECM softwares in the future. But uh, the goal at this point is to get as many boxes in storage as I can and establish a good uh, clientele and client base. Um, and then once I harness those clients, we'll then start, you know, selling uh, other services to them with ECM products and uh, things in the future. So that's kind of the goal for right now. So tell me about boxes and storage we can. Yeah. So tell me about your market. Where where are you located? What kind of uh, what kind of um, you know population base? What kind of business base do you have to draw from? My uh, uh, the whole county. I live in uh, far northern California, about a hundred miles south of the Oregon border on the coast, uh, in where the redwoods grow. Okay. Um, and, uh, my whole county, uh, Humboldt County has approximately 129,000 people. So it's very small. It's a little isolated. Um, but you know, it's something that, you know, there wasn't really records management here. There's a moving and storage company that's here that has, uh, the hospital and, uh, some other, you know, bigger clients. But, uh, Slowly but surely, I'm kind of notching away at taking their clients from them because, uh, you know, at, at this point, they they just store it. I mean, they, some of the stories that people have told me about their service is pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. When you, you know, when we start really learning about records management, yeah, uh, I mean, they they massively, under, you know, they they don't know how many boxes they store of people's. You know, they tell people, well, we have 750 of your boxes, and then when they really go do a count, they have 850 or you know. It just—they didn't offer very good service. So um, I uh, got into the business, and um, it's like I said, it's a very small area. Um, most of my clients, you know, have hundreds of boxes, not really in the thousands, but a few right. in the thousands. But most have hundreds. I can charge a lot higher per box rate, but um, they just—it's uh, a small area, uh, so I don't really see any any big competition from moving in here. But I'd like to move out of the area in the future also. Yeah. Uh, so how, you know, how southern moving farther out of your area, create a larger yeah, footprint. Like yeah. South and, and east. Okay. So, uh, you are sort of building this out of, uh, do you have a warehouse? What, how are you dealing with that? My parents own, uh, three self storage facilities. Okay. Um, their newest self storage facility is, uh, located just south of Eureka. And, uh, we have a lot of second story, um, buildings here. Well, two of the second-story buildings, which uh, are they're about 5,000 square foot apiece, had, you know, the, the units, you know, they had everything ready for self-storage, but uh, the occupancy just wasn't filling up as fast. And uh, my father said, hey, I have 10,000 square foot of warehouse space. If you can find a business to go in it, it's all yours, rent-free. Wow. So I found a... Um, I uh, started looking at a uh, self-storage uh, magazine, uh, the trade magazine, and found an article uh, about Terry McGovern uh, that yeah. he wrote. Yeah. And uh, I hired him to come out here. or to, I flew him out here to teach me about the business, and it was definitely the best investment you know I've made uh, because it just 
propelled me. I mean, I learned so much in just a couple of days. It was it was great, and it really kind of concreted, you know, okay, this is what I want to do. This area needs this, and this is what I want to do. I think I can make this work. So uh, I, I guess what's interesting to me is what, how long have you been at this? What, how many, a couple of years now or a year, year uh, and a half? About a year, year, year and a half. Okay, so you've been at it a year and a half. Uh, you, have, you have sort of a, a you know, a, a 10,000 square foot area that you can start growing this in. Uh, you bring in Carrie McGovern. Carrie gets your, you know, kind of gets you thinking along the right lines. Um, and Carrie does that very effectively. Carrie's a good mm-hmm. friend of us on the show and uh, to many people in the industry. And so you're, you're up and running. Uh, you're out there selling. You're making things happen. How are you finding it? How am I finding the clients? Yeah, how are you finding the whole selling process? How are you finding, you know, how are people responding to you? Um, what, where are you, are you, is it, is it working for you? Are you growing? Are you starting to put clients in your, in your, uh, your 10,000 square feet? Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely growing. It was, uh, a slow start. Um, especially I, I, uh, uh, I'm very competitive, so I don't take defeat very well. And yeah. when, you know, a client says, yeah, no, I'm not interested. I mean, it's like, you know, for some people, it's like saying your kid's ugly or something like that. Cause I put so much time and effort into the business and business plans and everything that when, you know, someone doesn't like the idea or someone just doesn't want the service at first, it, you know, I mean, it killed me inside. It's like, Oh man, you know, and then you start second guessing myself. But, uh, you know, now, I mean, for, if there's, you know, a, if five people, tell me no, I mean, one person says yes, and they like the service. So I just try to get as many, you know, go to many people as possible because, you know, if I go to one business and they say no, the next one might say yes. And, uh, you know, it's just more money, more boxes in the storage. So I just keep going around and people, people really find, I think that in like what Karen McGovern taught me is they have to find value in it. So when you relay the message of, you know, this isn't just know storage it's management there's value in what we do as far as records management it's not you know it's not selling ice to eskimos it's something that people need and especially when they end up getting the service and they see how easy it is at first you know so a couple of my clients are like oh well we can get rid of our storage unit you know whatever but then when they start seeing that they can have a box within an hour guaranteed and they have all these other things they they love it oh yeah yeah so So, I, i find it pretty easy to sell my clients sell it to other clients of mine as well, if not better than I do. They, they sell it quite well. So referrals are a big thing. Well, that that's fabulous. And I love your whole concept of selling value because truly what people buy now, especially with the economic conditions, is value. They're, they're not, they don't want to waste their money on stuff. They want something that that returns exponential value to what their fees are every month. And so are you, are you doing everything you're, you're out there selling, you're out marketing. Are you also, um, you know, pulling boxes from, from shelves and delivering and the whole thing? Are you doing everything right now? Yep. Yep. Um, my dad does help me a lot. So does my, my brother. They help me pack boxes. And part of the, uh, uh, warehouse is on the second floor. So, you know, we got to pack them, you know, upstairs and downstairs and stuff like that. We're a pretty physically fit family, but I mean, we get them up there and we, you know, my, my family really helps me out a lot. You know, they help me answer the phones in the office when I'm out selling. And so I owe a, you know, a lot of the, the success that I've had to my family, they help me a lot. Well, I, I, I think it's only appropriate at this point to, uh, to sort of become honest about a little bit about yourself here. How old are you? 
I am 19. 19. So you, mm-hmm. uh, you've been doing this business a year and a half, which means seven, you're 17 and a half years old when you got this going. Yeah. Yeah. I hired Terry McGovern when I was, uh, 17. Um, and, uh, then I, uh, flew to, after I hired Karen McGovern, a couple months later, I flew to Montreal, Canada, where my software, I uh, used DocuData software, yeah. uh, I couldn't even sign the paper for my software because obviously I wasn't 18. Um, <laughs> so my dad had to do that for me. My first contract with my client, I couldn't sign because I was not 18, uh, which was a little bit more difficult than I would have thought, you know, because I, I mean, at first, you know, when you're 17, it's, oh, you know, I can do anything, you know. Yeah. But uh, getting a business checking account, getting a business license, all of that stuff, uh, the learning curve. But when you're 17, it's a lot harder also because uh, I mean, you can't sign papers. Right. You know, you're not a legal adult. Right. So, so yeah, it was. So tell me a little bit because because uh, I I've sort of done some digging into your story and realized that um, you you have you've been successful in some ways right from the beginning. So in and it looks like, uh, what, 11th grade, uh, you uh, did some kind of uh, a business plan challenge in high school. Uh, yeah, you were at Ferndale uh, High School at the time, and, and what, what was that all about? Yeah, I, I go to school at uh, Fern, or I went to school at Ferndale High School. Yeah. Um, and while I was there, I uh, found out about a business plan competition, a local business plan competition for uh, high school students in. Humboldt County, where I live. Yeah. Um, and this was right after I hired Carrie uh, McGovern. So I had the idea, um, and this was just a business plan competition. It was a 30-page limit on the business plan where we had to uh, register, of course, write the business plan. Then if we got selected out of all the business plans, we got to give a two-minute elevator pitch to local business leaders. There was a uh, Two presidents of the local banks, um, a lady that works for NASA, um, who who lives up here. Uh, let's see, they, they had a, they had a bunch of other, you know, yeah. for this area, very high profile, um, you know, very uh, successful uh, business leaders right. um, judging the competition. So I, you know, gave an elevator pitch, and then if you got selected, uh, if they liked your elevator pitch and liked your business plan, they would. Um, invite you back and you got to give a 10 minute presentation with 20 minutes of questions from the judges. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, So and then after that they decided, so, so I I assume you got invited back. Yep. Yep. So they they read my business plan. I got, I got a, gave a two minute elevator pitch. Um, and then I gave my 10 minute presentation with 20 minutes of questions and, um, I won $5,000. So okay, so just just let me make sure I got this. Uh, you're 17 years old. You stand in front of uh, all these high profile people. You pitch them for 10 minutes on your business. You take Q and A for another 20. They like it so much they hand you a check for five grand. Yep. Sweet. Well, I didn't get the check handed. We I have to. Uh, I had to submit. Basically, it was handed to a, a small business development center, and they, you know, as I bring up bills and stuff like that they allot me the money um to recover my costs but yeah i got five thousand so you had a, a five thousand that 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 might just barely start paying off carrie's fee <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> luckily um uh the whole reason i started doing records management was because i was worried about my future at, at, when i was 
17, I was worried about what I was going to do when I was older. Yeah. Um, I always had very good grades. I had a, I was salutatory in my eighth grade class. I was third in my class in high school, um, as far as grade wise. Um, so I did quite well in that and I knew I could get scholarships and go to a big college, but I didn't quite know. I always uh, was going to be a lawyer, um, but going to school for seven, eight years, you know, and racking up, you know, a quarter of a million dollars in student loans. Yeah, now you can make a quarter of a million off the lawyers. Exactly. And, uh, you know, my dad was always, uh, uh, I think of my dad as very successful. I I look up to my dad a lot. Um, And he never went to college uh, or anything like that. Not that um, college is a bad thing, but, I mean, if you wanted to, I, I thought that for me, uh, college is a good thing, but I'd also like to try and start making some money and kind of make my own way um, while I'm going to college. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm going to college and uh, running my business. So how much student debt do you have? But none. <laughs> <laughs> Way to but go, part man. Of my, part of my, uh, part of my um, college savings that I have ever since, ever since I was young went to help paying for Kerry McGovern and my software and stuff like that. Right. So, I, I understand completely, and that, that's very cool. And I, I have to seriously um i i hope you thank your dad on on the industry's behalf but way to go dad and sort of giving you a vision to set something up and and giving you sort of the space to get that started so yeah so that that that's really cool but it seems to me like you're you're not content just winning five grand you you want more than that so tell me about uh the next one you won some economic fuse award this you made a little bit more money on this one yeah, yeah. So then uh, I graduated high school and uh, you know went to college, or uh, and. So are you doing college full time while you're running your business? Yeah, twelve units. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah which is considered full time. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I uh, I go college um, and there's a uh, a competition locally uh, called Economic Fuel. Fuel. Okay. And um, yeah, and it's put on by. Uh, uh, local, he's I'm sure the most successful man in the county. Um, he owns quite a few companies uh, throughout the United States. Um, uh, called, his name is Rob Arkley, uh, and he puts on this business plan competition. He donates $117,000 a year to this business plan competition, plus two full-time employees. Um, and it's, he wants nothing in return. He just donates it to the to this competition to the uh, that he started. And uh, it's open to any college student in Humboldt County, and uh, or I think you can have graduated. You could be two years out of college, also. Wow. Um, and it pays. There's four twenty-five thousand dollar winners, one ten thousand dollar winner, one five thousand dollar winner, and two one thousand dollar winners um, in this competition. Wow. And it kind of follows the same format as the other uh, competition. You register, you have, you come up with another business plan. Um, I think this one was allowed. The last one was allowed to be forty pages um, in length, and uh, then they read over your business plan. If they like it, you get selected, um, and you have to give another two-minute elevator pitch. Yeah. And then if they like that, you have another ten minutes of uh, another ten-minute presentation with uh, 20 minutes of questions from the judges. Wow. And so, so I, I did that, and uh, I uh, uh, you know, entered the competition. At first I wasn't going to, um, 
because I just, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to kind of waste any more time, you know, revising my business plan and updating it and stuff like that. I'm just going to keep, you know, getting out there and selling and getting more business. Yeah. And my mom was really wanted me to try to win the competition. So I decided, all right, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> so I, uh, I entered the competition and, um, bobbled a little bit of my elevator pitch. So I, I was pretty bummed. I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to, uh, win any money, but they, uh, let me come in the top eight, uh, which is what they selected. I think there were 67 or 72 business plans uh, that were uh, registered, and then they narrow it down from there to 32, and then the top eight they bring back for the presentations and questions. Um, And uh, so I gave my presentation and questions, and I was actually uh, surprised I was the only business uh, or the only person giving a presentation, the only business that uh, uh, the judges actually used all 20 minutes um, for for questions. And really? after 20 minutes, they shut you off. I mean, you, you cannot speak anymore after 20 minutes. Wow. And they went right up until the 20 minutes. Uh, uh, and I was, you know, by far the youngest person in the competition. You know, I was 18 or 19 at the time. Um, I think the closest person in age to me was 24, somewhere really? there. Um, so I was definitely the youngest, um, wow. and I won, uh, $25,000. That is seriously cool. Seriously yeah. cool. So that, that helps fund another round of business growth for you. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, I, then I got to, uh, uh, I was actually the only person to write a thank you letter to the, to the man that, uh, they donated all the money to the competition. And because I was the only one to give a thank you letter for giving me $25,000, I uh, got to have lunch with uh, uh, Mr. Arkley, who put on the competition, and uh, if things keep going right, it looks like I may get his business also. No way to go, man. That is fabulous. Yeah. yeah. That is fabulous. Way to go. That is so, that's so cool. So, yeah. um, where, you know, you're, you're planning what? And you've got another year of college, sort of, or a couple of years? Yeah, a couple, probably, I mean, probably a couple more years for, uh, for my AA, and then um, I'd like to get, uh, uh, you know, at least a bachelor's in business and uh, so maybe start part-time I, some law classes, because the law is very interesting to me. But uh, I hate I really to like interrupt it. you. I hate to interrupt you, but doesn't school just bore you to death when you have the option of being in business every day? Yeah, especially the... Uh, the um, general ed classes. Oh. You know, I think, I think business and marketing and business law is extremely interesting. Right. But just the the general ed. It's, I mean, I did that every day in high school. So the least uh, that's the last thing I want to do is go learn about math and chemistry. Oh yeah. Again, but uh, uh, I, I think I'm going to end up testing out of it because <sighs> I, I should be able to test out of it. I took it all in high school. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'd like to just focus on my business and. But, uh, no, like I said, business and business law is very interesting to me. So, so I like going to learn about that, but I'd much rather be, you know, out there trying to make more money in my business. So, wow. Well, I, I am, I am blown away, Corey. It's such a cool story. Um, Carrie, Carrie put me on to you. He said, you got to talk to this guy and I am so glad I did. So I, I know you, you know, you're going to school full time. You're running a business full time. Um, do you have a life outside of that? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, rodeo. Um, that's my sport of choice. My brother and I, and my dad also, uh, we team rope. 
uh, which is where basically one of us, I'm the header, so I catch uh, the head of this deer, either the horns or the neck. Yeah. Um, or you're allowed to rope what they call half head. But uh, we, I rope this deer and turn it 90 degrees to the left. And then my brother, who's the healer, uh, his objective is to rope the back two feet. Um, and then once he ropes the back two feet, we, you know, dally the rope around the horn and stretch the steer, uh, which just means the ropes are tight. Um, and uh, when the ropes are tight and my horse is facing his horse, uh, they drop the flag, and that's when the time stops. If he ropes one leg, they add five seconds, and that's our sport. Uh, my brother and I, actually, my senior year, right after I won the first business plan competition, my brother and I won the California State Championship for high school rodeo. So. <laughs> Holy we cow. To to, yeah, we then had to go to New Mexico for the Nationals. So. And how did you do fun. at Nationals? Oh, my brother uh, missed the first year, so we were out of it after that. Yeah, well, brothers. Yeah. Brothers are the worst. Yeah, yeah it would have been nice <laughs> to win that too. But Hey, well, you got to have a c- occasional defeats in your life, man, just just to, to, to feel like the rest of us. Yeah, keep me. My dad, you know, my dad says it just keeps, my, keeps me from my head getting too big. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, man, what a what a story! I am blown away, and uh, I I am uh, extremely excited to hear that you're doing something uh, in the industry. I I think our industry needs you, um, uh, and it's really cool. And uh, I I know that as a result of you even being on this show, you're going to make some connections that I think will really serve you long term but it's very cool that um you know your connection with carrie has sort of brought you into a really cool business the 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 um the business plan wins the 30 grand you've won already and uh man you got a big future ahead of you and so we're cheering for you like crazy and we'd love to keep connected and and kind of hear your hear your story and where you're going in the future so keep us in the loop please and um Thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us. It's been a pleasure. I'm excited to talk to you, and um, uh, I'll be cheering for you. I know that. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Another uh, show has uh, come to an end. It was a good week. I, I am blown away. That that was such a great conversation with Corey. And, man, I, I am just I'm blown away by what is possible. And kudos to him for being a, uh, you know, just gutsy enough to do stuff that many of us at 17 just and 18 weren't thinking about. And man, that that guy's gonna rule the world and um, gonna do some really cool stuff in his life. So way to go, Corey! Thanks for being a part of the show. Hey, keep in touch. Uh, we'll be back next week. I hope you have a great week and uh, continued success in what you're doing. I know we're in the 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 heat of the battle right now. Lots going on in your world. And so I hope you have a great week this week. And let me know if there's anything comes up that you want me to talk about. If you've got some ideas to share with me, or you've got something that you're doing that's really kind of cool. I'd love to hear from you. Have a good one. We'll talk soon over and out. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com. Where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.